Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey, everybody. I hope that you are having a wonderful day. Welcome and thank you so much for listening. Today, the topic is, what if I still miss him? Or what if I still miss her? You know, maybe you had a breakup or a divorce and you are still left with those feelings. I had a situation where um, a woman did something she wasn't proud of and her husband left her. She thought, well, if it was reverse, I wouldn't have left him. So she's sitting there still wanting it to work, still wanting to be in the relationship, but she has no control. And that's the feeling too. You're left with that out of control feeling and you're still left with those emotions of missing them loving them and wanting to be with them and on the flip side so many people lately that I've talked to have said I'm willing to work it out whatever they did you know I'm willing to work it out and they don't want to go to therapy anymore they don't want to work it out So I know that it could have, you know, you go into the fantasy land state. It could have worked out. We could have made it happen. And again, you're left with those feelings of missing them. So whatever the case, whether it was you that did something, whether it was them that did something, or you wanted them to stay, but they didn't. Either way, the subject is on missing them. Okay? And those are totally normal feelings. It's okay. I feel like the more we try to resist those feelings, the more they persist. So when we resist, so we're like, ah, I can't be feeling this. No, I don't want to, I don't want to miss him. I don't want to miss, miss, miss. And you're trying to resist it. You're trying to, guess what happens? The more they persist, just keeps coming back and back and back. It's interesting about that feeling of wanting the other person to be committed and they're not. Wanting the other person to stay and they don't. It's that similar to that unrequited love, right? That all the Shakespeare plays were based on. Loving someone, they don't love you back. Or wanting someone and they don't want you to back. It's difficult. You know, I still remember a pivotal experience I had. So it was after my divorce. I was single. I was dating a lot. But there was one person that I was dating who did not want to commit to me. And I was fine with it at first. We had a lot of fun. (laughs) I was fine with it at first. And then as time went on, he still did not want to be completely devoted. And so I was dating other people and I randomly went to this guy's house to play, uh, I don't know, air guitar, some, I forgot what it's called, some video game. And I'd never met him before, but I had known people who had known him, you know, and so he was a super nice guy. And we were just talking about the people we were interested in. Oddly enough, but that happens, right? And so we could tell right away that we were just going to be friends. And he gave me like the greatest advice. I told him that I was really into this guy 
And, you know, he had all these qualities. It was funny. And we just had the greatest time together. Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm, I said, but he's not wanting to commit to me. He's not wanting to devote and be loyal to me. And this guy just looked at me and he said, uh, then why are you still there? Like, isn't that the most important thing that you want in a relationship? He's like, for me, that's number one. Number one is commitment and loyalty. If I do not have that, I don't care how funny they are. I don't care how cute they are. I don't care about their other qualities. If they are not committed, there is no relationship. If they don't have that, then you don't want them. The reason I tell you this story is because when clients come to me and they are still missing, okay, they are still in that breakup blues, I call it, I remind them <laughs> of the reality of their situation. Okay, I said, so what are the thoughts that are creating the feelings? And a lot of times, they will go into fantasy world of explaining their relationship as better than it actually was. Okay, they, all of a sudden, their partner, who was semi-abusive or critical or uh, not fun to be around or whatever that really drove them crazy, all of a sudden, the things that they're saying aren't even true. The things that they are saying is, well, I miss him because he would do this for me. And they explode and glorify all the good things they did. And they forget about all the little bad things that they did. Okay, so we have to get into the reality check. Now, even if your relationship was awesome and you had all this fun and all those things, okay, and you're left with this feeling of missing, which is totally okay. Going back to what I just shared with my experience of that guy <laughs> telling me commitment is number one. So even if your relationship was great and they are no longer wanting to be in that relationship, it's time for a reality check to see, okay, I am now missing the loyalty and the commitment, which is number one for me. The love, the commitment, and the loyalty. Okay, so check your thoughts a little bit about the realities. You want someone to be committed to you. You want the best. You want, that's priority. The loyalty, that trust, the love, the giving. And I know it's hard when you're the one giving it and you're the one wanting that back and you're not receiving it. But for me, that was a really good wake-up call when um, I spoke to that person. I was able to really move on. I was like, yeah, I do want commitment. That's my number one. So please remember, commitment is number one. If you're not receiving it, find someone that will give that to you. They're, and they're out there. And I know that our thoughts don't want that to be true or they don't think it's true. So another thing that I thought when I've been presented with this topic a lot is what do I do with that feeling? You know, I still miss them. It, it's similar, okay, not the same or experiences are totally different, but when someone passes away, your life goes on without them. And that's hard and you miss them and you have to deal with those type of feelings. And so that's kind of the state that you're at. 
in in those type of feelings. Again, you have to think about what your thoughts are, and I want to go to something in just a second, more expounding upon those thoughts. But also, I read a book by Byron Katie. Okay, if you are at all surrounded by self-help or the life coaching world, you will get to know Byron Katie. Her work is famous. She is famous for a book called Loving What Is. And it's a really powerful book. Um, The basis of it is going into your feelings, not resisting them, but asking, okay, the thoughts you're having associated with those feelings, if they are even true. Investigating is what she calls it. Truly investigating. So a lot of times, for me at least, I have irrational thoughts. (laughs) They just sometimes come in and create these feelings, that I don't know what to do with. And I'll think about this thought and I'm like, yeah, she never calls and she's not going to do this. She's not going to show up or what. And then I investigate and I say, is that true? I'm like, well, it could be true. It could be true. And then you say it again. You say, is seriously, is that true? Most of the times, guess what? It's not. So our brain is just this archaic thing trying to survive. And we have to go to that. Investigate your thoughts. Think about, are they true? And what was to, what could happen if you didn't have that thought? That's another question that Byron Katie asks. What would your life be like if you didn't even have that thought? Okay. So it, they are wonderful things to do. You first ask, is it true? You ask again. No, is it really true? Then you say, well... What would my life be like without that thought? Usually, more peaceful. There'd be more love in your life. You'd be excited about something. You could drop it. And then the next thing you do is you turn it around. Okay? You do the flip side. And so, Byron, Katie, get the book. Loving what is. It's accepting what's there. And just knowing, okay, if this is the situation, this is supposed to be. I'll go with it. I'll accept it. I'm in the moment. I'm okay. I can move on because it's supposed to be that way. So I hope you guys can investigate those thoughts. Along with accepting what is, Byron Katie told of an experience she had when her mother passed away and she was right there. And she said that because of her full acceptance of what is and what is supposed to be in life, she actually had no sadness. She further expounds um, in dealing and talking about death as that missing feeling is actually a very selfish type feeling. And she doesn't mean that in a bad, selfish way, but when we truly investigate it, we are the ones, we are missing them. We're the ones that feel left out of something. It hurts us. Me, me, me. So when we try to take the me out of it, what feeling we are actually left with is pure love. And I love that. When we are operating at that love level, unconditional, nothing including yourself, that's when true change and hope can shine through. And we can do the same for someone who just broke up with us. If we had true love for that person, we can take ourselves out 
and say, this is what they want. They feel they will be happier this way. If I truly love them, I can let that go. And I can hope for the best. And hopefully we can have a working relationship continuing on if we have children. So I said I wanted to expound a little bit about how our thinking creates our thoughts. Now, Brooke Castillo, who is the head of the Life Coaching School, came up with this model. And I'm just going to introduce it because I want to bring it back again and again in other podcasts. It is very, very simple. It starts with our circumstances. Our circumstances create our thoughts, what we think about those circumstances. Our thoughts create our feelings, and our feelings create our actions. Okay? Circumstances to thoughts to feelings to actions is the model. So if we start with circumstances, and she talks about, and so do almost all the life coaches I have (laughs) encountered in the schools associated with what we learn, is that no matter what circumstance, you don't have to have feelings that you think would be commonly associated with those circumstances be your feelings. So for example, a circumstance is anything that can be proven to be a fact. Okay, so let's say you woke up this morning with a headache, okay, or you have cancer, or your child is sick, or you lost your home, or there was a flood. Okay, whatever the circumstance in your life, you will have thoughts based on those circumstances. And if we have true investigation, as Byron Katie talks about, we can be more in tune with the thoughts that we have surrounding those circumstances. If we believe those circumstances are what is supposed to be, that can help in investigating your thoughts and which will create your feelings. So I could go on and on and on about it. I am not saying that we can have happy, happy, happy thoughts about us losing a house and blah, blah, blah. But we can have more resourceful thoughts. We can stop the damaging and unresourceful feelings and thoughts by first noticing it and then taking action so that after we have better feelings and we can change our negative unresourceful feelings into feelings of proper action, then we can take better action in our lives. Okay, so I just wanted to introduce that, and I will further, further expand on that. So just as a little bit of a recap, in dealing with missing our significant other that is no longer in our life, first, it is okay to have those feelings. If we resist and resist and resist, those feelings are just going to persist. Next, let's investigate the feeling a little bit. Let's go into the heart of it. Let's ask, is it true? You know, if you're having a feeling that I can't live without this person, I can't, let, you know, let's, or a thought, let's investigate the thoughts. Let's ask them if they're true. Let's ask if we weren't to have that thought, how would our life be? And let's turn around and live it as if that were to happen. 
And when we do that, we don't resist it. It can drop. I promise you. And then the other thing is to get a little bit of a reality check in that if you are still wanting to be with someone and they are not with you, remember our number one quality that we would like in a partner is commitment. Without that, there is nothing. Okay, so commitment, loyalty, devotion are something we have to have. It has nothing to do with us. It's them, okay? It is not you. That would be investigating your thoughts of if they're true or not. And then lastly, just realizing what types of thoughts are creating the feelings. All right, so let's try to take ourselves out of it. Have unconditional love for that person. Realize what we are thinking so that we can turn it into more resourceful thoughts. So we can have resourceful feelings to take resourceful action. I hope this helped. I know it may have gotten a little bit confusing in the middle, but I will expound upon that model more and more and more. But I'm with you. I wish the best for you. Again, like I always say, make it what you want. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.